We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in... Um, where are we at? We're in Las Vegas, Nevada, San Diego, you dumb fucking moron. We're in uh, Las Vegas, Renegade Nation. Thank you for listening yesterday. We had a lot of downloads on that show. Hi, we have the Mile High guy on. Hi, yeah, Mile Yeah, we love Mile High. Oh, man. Good morning, guys. I mean, good evening. I'm freezing my you-know-what's off out here. I heard you don't have any of those. You had to go to Vagina World to get some. What's up with that? Well, you know, that's why Rich has those really nice cheeks, so he's keeping them warm for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the warmth blanket over here. Anyway, so we got the Mile High guy on. He's in Denver running He's got a cock pocket. <laughs> he's got a cock pocket. <laughs> I do want to play with that pocket pussy one of these days. I Why don't gotten, you do that? I just haven't gotten around to it. I've been so busy. Hey, my high. Have you ever played with a pocket pussy before? Have I? Yes, have you. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I can barely hear you guys. But yeah, I have. Only when my hands are in Rich's pants. <laughs> okay, so we're having a, again, we're having a problem because uh, Mile High can't find his microphone that's packed in some place. I just jacked him up on the board It's here. in a tight place, really packed. Yeah, I heard he was, really, I heard he said really he, he moved from what, three women's houses now? Is it three? <laughs> three women? How many women are you with, Mile High? Yeah. Just this I'm week like, alone, it's been three different women, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. it doesn't take you long, you cowboy. Oh my God! Well, he's a good-looking son of a bitch. I mean, if you see him online, that's uh, they, he wears that cowboy hat and looks like you, that, that guy on the, uh, Netflix. That, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, there's all kinds of people on Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about a TV show that the guy lives in Colorado and he solves all the murders in that small little town. I forget what it's called. Oh, uh, the what do you call that? Uh, fuck! Now I don't. Now I can't think. Longmire. Of Longmire. Yeah. He. You Longmire. think he's handsome? Yeah, there you go. You like, yeah, Longmire, uh, one of our talk show hosts, Naughty Nicole in Atlanta. Lo- I, she goes, you, oh, Richie, you're gonna love, it. you're gonna love this show. It's so good. So I'm watching the show, Mile High, and I'm saying good to myself, Lord. how many fucking murders do they have in this small little town? And then all he does is walk around like, he, and he solves all these murders and all this, <laughs> all this bullshit within one hour. And I'm going, that's a place I want to be. I said, <laughs> Why, you want to commit crimes? I said, no, yeah, I'm going to commit crimes. I said, Naughty Nicole, the only reason you're watching that is because you want to bang that guy, that's all. He walks around What'd with What'd she his, say? She goes, no, I'd like to show. I said, no, you don't. You want to bang that guy. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, well, she probably just wants to get a rodeo fuck out of him. That's exactly what she wants, a rodeo fuck. Thank you, Mile. <laughs> you guys know what that is, right? Uh, no, no we don't. Explain to Renegade explain Nation. They might not. Dumbass. Yeah, ex- explain. All right. I'm actually in Cheyenne, just in case you didn't know. I had to commute up to Cheyenne tonight because of the weather. It's, uh, we're going to hit about minus 20 up here with the wind chill and a shitload of snow. But anyway, getting to the rodeo fuck. That is when you're banging your girlfriend from behind, grabbing her hair, and you say to her, your sister was a much better fuck. And hold on for dear life. I've heard. <laughs> then, now, have you ever done the donkey punch? I'm sorry? Have you ever done the donkey punch? <laughs> yeah, that's what caused my first divorce. <laughs> so since we're talking about sex relationships, <clears throat> scientists think women who have frequent sex with men may have better memory. That's They don't remember shit after that. <laughs> no, they're well, just... Well, well, it's like the old radio system. You know, if it didn't work right, you'd smack it and the thing came back. It's <laughs> how it worked. I used to do that a lot. Smack it. <laughs> you smack it. Come here, ones and zeros. Bam. Renegade Nation, research into how penile vagina intercourse, which is PVI for you morons that don't understand that, uh, affects a woman's brain, found that it can help rem- women to remember abstract words. Like what? Uh, what's an abstract word? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
Got it. Go ahead. So, Ma, hi. How do you feel about that? Because you're an entrepreneur of many women. Do you think... You had a buffet. You had a buffet. Do you think that that's true? I don't think it's true at all. I think the more you fuck them, the dumber they get. <laughs> you take it. Yeah, because then they start calling out everybody else's names. Frank! Uh, oh, you know what? Our, our, our listeners tonight are going to be wanting to punch me. The donkey punch me. That or give me a dirty Sanchez. Oh, I'll give you a dirty Sanchez with freaking uh, with uh, Richie here. Well, you know, I've always wanted to. Feel, I've always wanted to feel a Sammy the sausage across my upper lip. Oh, it'll be a tattoo because what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some of that permanent ink on the bottom of my dick. Just dick slap your fucking ass. How about that? Renegade Nation, we forgot to tell, we forgot to say about our sponsor. <laughs> toys oh, for, yeah. Toys for Pleasure. And, Vegas. And they have the ink. <laughs> and they have the ink over there. Yeah. So if, you, if you're looking for a Christmas present for your uh, better half or your lover or uh, whatever, uh, go to uh, toysforpleasure.vegas. Also, if you're, lo- if you're single, like all of us are, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Obviously, you're not my I'm only single for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is very quick. You go to uh, Renegade Match, and on there you will find your next uh, ex-lover, ex-drunk, ex-fucking drug addict, ex-inmate, um, uh, ex uh, bankruptcy, ex <laughs> ecstasy pill, whatever, or the person that's going to murder you and take your yeah. fucking money. Go to renegadematch.com. It's one of our dating sites, one of our partners. So go over there and check it out if you're single, and uh, pick you know, up some. It's funny that but what's funny you mentioned about that. You mentioned three in one: drunk, ex inmate, and give me one of the other lists that was in there. Drug addict. Oh, there you go. I did that one. That was the second one this week. <laughs> You did the drugs, or you did the girl that did the drugs. She was she was all three, <laughs> and she just got out of prison for four four years for doing a, uh, uh, what do they call that conspiracy conspiracy uh, to robbery. She was with the guy who had the gun. Oh, she was a um, what do they call that when you're a a, accessory accessory to, there? Uh, yeah, yeah she was an accessory. Yeah, but you know, Rich, I got to tell you, we got to open up like an ex inmate female dating site because yeah, six, yes. you jail, all they want to do they don't sure care what fucks. you look like oh yeah they will eat you out and think you're better tasting than prison food oh yeah they, at least their wieners aren't cut in half xmate.com <laughs> x, <laughs> x dating inmate.com we're gonna look that up we'll get that yeah, too they so won't. if you're looking yeah do they look your asshole um am I high well she was too messed up on drugs and drunk to even realize what I was doing but yeah I mean she was so, like a chocolate glazed donut when I got done with her. Oh, so she was a black girl. Oh, she was a white girl. Then how would she be a chocolate donut after you got done with her? Well, I sat on her face. Oh, my God. <laughs> you wrote her like a buck? <laughs> she'd been in prison for so long, I had no idea where her mouth was. So the only thing that had air that could come out that I would trust on her lips her asshole? was my ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she, so she yeah. blew into your butt like you stole something, right? I'll tell you what, when, when she got up, the, the, when I got up, all I heard was, and, and that was it. It was, it was like a plunger coming off a tile. Oh, my gosh. Wow, so she really got into that asshole. That's the kind of girls oh. we'll have on inmatedating.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's hot, man. She's hot. She, what would she look like? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't yeah. see you didn't see her face because you were sitting on it. <laughs> she was sitting on her. He was sitting on her face. That's why he didn't see it. All right. If you, if I would. You know what? I, I fuck it. Just go to look on my Facebook page and look for Tori Phillips. What's your name? <laughs> Tori.
Tori Phillips. T O R I. All right, Tori Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look it up. <laughs> we'll look. That I'm up. definitely going to friend you on Facebook, brother. <laughs> oh, definitely. So anyway, you know, go, it's get, great too because these, these women tell you, that, you know, when they come out of prison, like the girls they've been with. Oh wow. Like, so, Oh, so you can have you, two, oh, you you can have two at a time and have a lesbian. Yeah. Account. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah gay nation. Was, no shit. She was like, I've got this friend named Sandy, and she's getting out of a month, and she's up, up in Cheyenne. I said, okay, well, let's go pick her up when we get out and bring her over here. We could have a threesome. She's like, I'm down. Oh, my God. So I'm going to get a camera set up. We're going to get all this gear set up here in the studio, and we're going to film it and do it live. Do it live? Well, you better do it we'll live. Do it if live. she's dead, then you're fucking necromancing. Well, I, ne- I, never, I never really thought about that. Inmate dating. Yeah, because they're so horny when they come out, plus they're lesbians. It's like perfect. I will even super glue a GoPro to the top of my cock. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't do that. Super glue a GoPro to the tip of his cock. Renegade Nation. Now, this is, the, this is the dude that you want to speak to about when it comes to sex. He's going to mm. super glue a GoPro camera to the tip of his cock so, so we can, can see, see inside. The, we can see all the action when he uh, enters into the vagina, the walls of, of heaven. The walls yeah, of it's heaven? It's a deep subject. Yeah, it's a deep subject. <laughs> you better hope it's a deep subject. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Renegade Nation, I, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but do you think women do have better memories after they get banged around a lot or they can remember all these abstract words? I, I don't. I don't think I so. Don't I think, think they, so. That's stupid. I think Mile High's right. They get they, they get dumber as they they get. Uh, how hit can on. you even? How can you even uh, register? What do they do? Do a uh, SAT test before they have fuck? Yeah, I guess that's what these scientists well, are doing. An SAT test. Yes. You gotta be. Well, stupid. You know, have you ever? Have you ever noticed before you bam? Or all right, for the ladies who think I'm gonna be like a Trump here, I will say before you make love to the woman. Have you ever noticed like she'll do your laundry, clean up everything, smell good gets herself all nice and clean, shaves the carpet down there, and then once you bang them, it's done. You're making your own dinner, you're doing your own laundry, they're not coming home. Right. It works out like that. Or, or it's not just that. You, you you know, they do all this shit for you before, and then when, once they get their claws into you and you're living with them and all this other shit, then they say, oh, you were a lost puppy when I first met you, so I had to, you know, take care that's of you. Just, that's, you're exactly right. I'll give you an example. I dated this girl for four months. I was, I was faithful to her. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, sure. No, right. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, really, I was. I'm a very romantic, faithful guy. Oh, yeah, 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 I believe And <laughs> I was still living in Denver, driving a hundred and some miles to come see her on weekends, and I spell come C-U-M, on weekends, and things were great. It was perfect. We didn't, you know, no fights, no nothing, and then as soon as I move in next door to her, bang, the party's over. No sex, no nothing. She's bitchy all the time, controlling. So, what I've learned in the last four months, live 100 miles away from them and call them. Oh yeah, you know, I, you know, it's funny. A lot of men are in the same situation, um, Mile High, and uh, we're trying to figure out what the women hell is are too. Why? Why is it that we have lost our balls? That we do not have the authority that we once had, and now all of a sudden it's called the 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 power of pussy, and it's all about them. So once they get what they want out of you, then you're just thrust to the side into the like you're trash to the curb. Why is you that? Know, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, it's really interesting. I've noticed that every girl that I've ever been with that slapped the shit out of me, hated me, divorced me, whatever, we're still friends, and they still say, I love you to this day. The one chick I got rid of just uh, a while ago, Sandy, who I was with for four years, 
Um, she moved to Florida. She sent me a message out of the blue last night. I still love you. I hope you find peace. I hope you find the person you're looking for. I'll never forget you. I'm going, that's eh, because I woke up one night fucking you and your ass without Vaseline. <laughs> I knew something was coming down. I, I, you know, I honestly think it's a guy and girl problem. I think it's a 50-50 down the middle. I mean, you go on nah, Plenty I... of Fish, you go on all these websites, and look at some of these women and go, you're freaking hot. What is wrong with you? And then you meet them. Holy shit. Now yeah. I know why. Narcissistic. I, 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 yeah, I yeah. agree to that. I, I no. There's a the, reason why the same picture of the, of, of the cute puppy is on that on some of these websites for so long. And once you meet them, you understand why. Like the one last night? Right. She's been on Plenty of Fish for five years. That's why I, I found my girlfriend. On plenty of fish. This, this, she she was on there for five be, years. And how many how five many, years? How many guys did she go out with if she told you the truth? Well, I don't know. I, I went down on her uh, last night and while I was eating around a piece of freaking corn came out of her vagina and I was like, What oh, the fuck? She's doing stuff. So I didn't and kept eating her. And all of a sudden like a, a, a screen beam came out. And I'm like, What the fuck is I, I go, honey, I go, Are you okay? Have you were you sick? She's like, No, but the last guy was. Oh, I've heard that one before. Uh, uh, okay. All right, Renegade Nation, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking God. about one of the things in this article, it goes to say the results <laughs> showed that women who had sex most frequently were better able to recall abstract words like we talked about, but oh, sex did not. However, it affected their score for remembering faces. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's why when they're, they, they're having sex, they go, oh my God, you look like my dad. <laughs> How can you remember a face if you've given him the money shot and their eyes are glued shut. There you go. There you go, yeah, well. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be continuing this conversation. You're listening to Richie and Sammy with the Mile High Guy in Denver or Cheyenne in Wherever wherever the fuck he's from. Wherever the fuck he's from. Cheyenne, uh, Colorado, or Cheyenne, whatever the hell you are, we'll be right back. It's Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh, you're in Wyoming. Oh, I thought you were in De- uh, Colorado. See, I, he's, he went through four fucking states. <laughs> he's going all after all that pussy. We'll be right back. Hang in there, fellas. This is Vince for Stim Wow, the stimulus package that does it all. You'll be saying wow every time with Stim Wow. Soaks up debt, failed banks, toxic assets. You following me there, economist guy? No more bailing out with Stim Wow. It soaks up all the cash your kids and grandkids were gonna have. Works like a sponge on future generations. Stim Wow is from the government, so you know it's good. Politicians have been cleaning us out for years. Now trust them to clean up the mess with Stim Wow. Forget paper towels, they're as useless as paper money. Get Stim Wow. It'll have you saying, Yes, we sham. The Stim Wow. Order now. Wait four to six years for delivery on his promises. Ranch Fox. Hey, it ain't gonna suck itself. What are you waiting on? Are you a descendant of Geronimo and want to get his head back from the secret skull and bone society at Yale? Then you need a lawyer who will go on the warpath for your rights. Bernie Frivolous, attorney at law. Great-great-grandfather skull stolen by George W. Bush grandfather as part of college prank so they could drink beer out of it during Pledge Week. Sounds like a... When you need to sue a secret society that's produced some of the most powerful men in history, only one lawyer can wield the tomahawk of justice. That lawyer is Bernie Frivolous. After I get Geronimo's bony head back, Skull and Bones will have to change their name to Bones. (laughs) Then we'll sue skydivers for not paying royalties when they yell, Geronimo! 
The Frivolous Law Firm today. I'm Bernie Frivolous. Let's do someone for Big Wapum together. I call you Runs With Ambulance. The next item up for bid is this golden sarcophagus filled with the elephant man's bones. The bidding will start at $100. Do I hear $100? $150. Do I hear $200? Simone, $200. Bucks. You can't beat it. Sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. The Black Boots. And that's when I said that. Do you. All right, let me give you real quick before we get back on. Name the state in the U.S. where it has most gun owners Texas, Colorado. Oh, all of them? Name all the states? I thought Montana. No, Colorado. Montana doesn't have a, 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 no. Montana has Mont- the, le, le, the fewest. Which state is With it? With the militias, Wyoming, hundred and ninety-five or hundred ninety-seven point five guns per thousand people. How many really? people live in Wyoming? It seems like there's nobody there. <clears throat> there's back. not a lot. I mean, there's there's only about seventy thousand in, in Cheyenne, and I'm um, I'm down to six sixty-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-seven to go. Anyway, we're back on the air, Renegade Nation, talking about guns, talking about Wyoming, wherever the fuck that no, is. No, we were talking about guns and shooting our wives. It's shooting, okay. Anyway, uh, Renegade Talk, Renegade Nation, thank you for all the downloads. Uh, yes. Keep it going. We're going to keep on moving along with great interviews. We got Mile High Guy on from Cheyenne, Wyoming. 
We got Sammy and Sammy the Sausage Man, also known as Brother Motherfucker. If you're having a problem with life, you can contact him. He will help you through it. Probably push you off some fucking parking lot somewhere in Chicago or wherever. And have you jumped? <laughs> it is Richie. Um, I'll put him yeah. in a forest and Renegade. have a, huh? Go ahead. I, I, what I was going to say is I take him to the woods and put a bunch of deer piss on him and watch him get ran over. You're good. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Renegade Nation, the FDA Fucking approves bastard. a new clinical trials for treating PTSD. You're not going to believe what they're, how they're going to treat PTSD now. It's a suppository. It has to be. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's called ecstasy. Are you fucking kidding me? That. Yeah. Dude, you know that shrinks the fucking brain. It kills a lot of the brain cells. That's how they're going to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it was in the news today. Renegade oh Nation. My God. The Food and Drug Administration approved on Tuesday a phase three clinical trial which would use MDMA to treat PTSD. You know, everybody's going to, now you're going to be seeing see people walking down the street, fucking lamp pipe, pipes, oh. everything. Oh, that works good. It treats everything. I mean, have you ever tried it? Take ecstasy one time, you'll forget about anything except the thing you're fucking in front of you. Oh, I'm pretty sure. It, they, you know, I saw a special on that where guys were kissing another guy. Yeah, you go, you get really fucked up on that shit. Like it's they, just, they no, were just so, enjoying just the touch of another person. It, 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 it's the tingle sensation you get out of it. Apparently, I never tried it. So See, I'm know. afraid to do it. I may fuck one of my dogs. <laughs> yeah, you probably would fuck <laughs> one of your dogs. Yeah, come here, boy. So Renegade Nation, what this means is that the uh, the party drug That's ecstasy crazy. may one day soon be getting prescribed by doctors to treat returning soldiers or anybody else suffering from PTSD. Can you imagine they want to get rid of us that quickly? Get rid of everybody so they can control it all for themselves and make people go fucking nuttier than they already are? That's fucking Well, nuts. I mean, you know, they, they legalize marijuana in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, you cross over the border, you can go to a marijuana store like stopping in 7-Eleven. Yeah, but marijuana is totally different mile high than ecstasy. Yeah, that's, yeah. Come on. Yeah, if I were to smoke weed, I'd be too lazy to get laid. I mean, with ecstasy, I'd, I'd hump you, Rich. No, I, I like, I, I, I like, no, the only reason I smoke, <laughs> the only time I'll smoke weed is when I'm going to get laid. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. I, I, oh, my the, God. The only reason get I, over to get laid. Yeah, the only reason, yeah, well, yeah, I can get them over because I have the weed, but also it's just for sex for me. I don't need it any other I time. I just didn't need to see that visual of you getting fucked by a fucking mile high. Can you uh, speak into the microphone? I said, I couldn't help myself but think about Mile High fucking you when you said that. Did he lick his lips before he got closer to the microphone? Yeah, I, I'm licking my lips right now. No, he's asking if I got if I was licking my lips. Yes, I did. So the FDA, Renegade Nation, approved the large-scale clinical trials, which, which would be the final step before ecstasy could get approved as a prescription drug. In That's a year, stupid. mofos, motherfuckers, in a year, they're going to have ecstasy on the fucking streets. Can you believe the shit these people are fucking now, crazy? What about these assholes they it's put in prison? It's already on the street. It is on the street. But, but what happens when they with the assholes they put in prison? Do they get out now? I guess they get out. Yeah, for yeah, the uh, well, that's God. fucking crazy. One of the most notorious mobsters, Sammy the Bull Gravano, lived in Tempe, Arizona. That's right. Him, his whole family got popped there. What did they have in possession? One point two million pills of ecstasy. Talk about a bunch of horny fuckers down there. <laughs> Mile high. We were, we were in. Mile high. We were in Tempe. He had that restaurant in uh, Scottsdale, <coughs> and he was on witness. Yep. Prote- he was in witness protection. How in the fuck are you in witness protection when I you have know. one of the biggest ecstasy rings in the world? He got, bu- yeah, I was there when he got yeah, busted. in the he world. Was Henry Hill. 
Look at Henry Hill. I mean, you know, let's get into Henry Hill. Now, Renegade Nation, I interviewed Henry Hill a long, long time ago. You should put that up. Yeah, that's fun. That's a great fucking interview. Renegade Nation, I interviewed him, and he was the uh, guy that they uh, did the movie uh, Goodfellas. They, They tracked his life, and Ray Liotta played the part of Henry Hill. So I interviewed Henry Hill, and Henry Hill was a really dope. But what happened was when I finally hooked back up with Mile High Guy, I didn't know this that Mile High Guy actually managed Henry Hill for years. So um, that has been a pain in the ass. Well, he lived with me for two years. Believe me, I can't. He he was wow. I mean, if if he wasn't addicted to substances and alcohol and all that, he would have been an amazing guy. He was actually amazing to sit with sober and watch the movie Goodfellas because he inspired that movie. But once he got the, the sauce in him, he got the ecstasy in him, you wouldn't have kill him. I mean... Either that or um, he's going to fuck you. <laughs> and, and, and well, get- you, know, you know, he did get raped. He had a lawsuit going because <clears throat> uh, he was in North Platte, Nebraska uh, under his own witness protection. The FBI wow. kicked him out a long time ago because he couldn't shut up. <laughs> and he got raped by guys with dildos. What really? I remember when I interviewed. I remember when I interviewed him and I asked him how was uh, how was Nebraska, and he says, "You know, Richie, the fucking place. I come the fuck out of the fucking house, and it smells like fucking cow shit. And I want to hit my spaghetti. I want to smell my spaghetti gravy." <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me he took on all comers? He did. He, he, was, a, he was a team player. He got gangbanged. Um, wow. In fact, there was another uh, radio interview, and I can't remember who they did it with, but. One of the callers called in and brought it up, and Henry got irate with him. And he said, you're not supposed to know about that. There was a there was a lawsuit going on, and, and he told me. He, he said it happened. And I asked him, did you like it? Oh, my God. What did he say? Oh, oh, Henry and I used to go at it. I mean, this guy, we had radio interviews. We used to take him on Howard Stern's show. Stern would not allow him on air until he had at least a half bottle of Jägermeister. And Stern used to promise Henry, oh, We'll pay you 500 bucks for showing up. We're going to put you in a nice hotel. Put him in a dump and never pay the guy. Really? Wow. Same How with uh, Gary the Retard. God. Oh, yeah, Gary the Retard. They, is he dead or is he, is he still alive? No, Gary. Uh, Gary. I talk to Gary quite often. He's a uh, he's an outdoor parking lot cleaner guy for Burger World yeah. in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Oregon. Wow. Is there any chance you could get him on our air? I can try and get a hold of him. Um, he's a very late night owl. Is and what a wow! He still wants Wendy to midget. Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, that'd be great to try to get him back. Gary the retard, get him on. Maybe maybe Stuttering John too. Maybe we get get get, get him back on. Wow. Yeah, Stuttering John, I can contact on Facebook and see if he wants to come on. But he has a podcast yeah. too, so maybe we can team up with them. I mean, they're all funny fucking yeah. dudes anyway. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> Henry Hill was a fucking trip. I remember I remember at the end end of the interview, Renegade Nation, I'm on the phone. He's, he's on the phone. He wasn't in studio. And all of a sudden, this fucking dude from North Jersey calls in. Do you remember that, um, high when he called in? He goes, hey, yeah. you know, hey, Henry, this is uh, Tony DeLauro. Yeah, you remember me, Henry, you fuckface? <laughs> yeah, and Henry got really upset on the phone. You could, you could, hear, you could hear his balls like squishing fucking sweat. Cause he was freaking out. He was he? freaking well, out, let me yeah. Tell you the, let me tell you the funniest story. Speaking of that guy, his name is uh, Paulie. Everybody calls him AC. I still talk to him to this day. I know where he lives in the country. He's legit. He actually knew Henry. He knew the crew down. He used to live up above him. So I called Paulie one day and I said, look, Henry's being a real douche canoe. I need you to scare the shit out of him because he's pissing me off. He just like robbed basically a target 
and took took all the clothes and stuff. We didn't rob it. He, he shoplifted. Took thousands of dollars of clothes, threw them in my car, and I'm sitting there going, great, I'm going to jail with Henry Hill. <laughs> so we get pulled over. We get pulled over by Aurora Police Department uh, in Colorado. And I get out and I go, he stole everything. He's, you know, he, he tried to pull, make, you know, force the car over, tried to make us crash and all this. I mean, crazy. This guy was wild. Wow. The police go, so you're the Henry Hill. Can we have your autograph? No fucking charges filed against Henry Hill. Wow. He gets away with it. It was so amazing. I, well, they didn't so want to I be buried. Pauly, <laughs> I tell Paulie, look, Henry's wearing this uh, Hawaiian shirt. He's holding an American flag, smoking a cigarette with this, this black hat on. I said, call this number, call the house number, and fuck with him. So he calls. I answer. I'm like, yeah, hold on. Here's Henry. He gets on the phone. And he's like, who's this? And Henry's just like, what? Who the fuck is it? He's like, he's like ducking down, and I'm trying not to piss my pants. Because <laughs> I, I, I could hear what Ace, uh, Paul he's telling him, because I had the other phone with me in an earpiece. And he's like, Henry, you fucking rat. I see you sitting there smoking your cigarette. You're sitting there. You just scratched your head. I'm watching you. And Henry's looking around. He drops the phone, runs in the house. He says, call the cops. Call the cops. He's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, do you remember when I did the interview, uh, Mahai, with Michael Franzizi from the Gambino crime family? I remember that, and also Yoko Ono. And Yoko Ono, too. Yeah, yeah so Renegade Nation, I interviewed Franzizi. So <laughs> Franzizi comes on there. This is a guy who can kill you like in like in um, um, a half a second. Like, he won't even think about it. But he doesn't do the actual killings. He has somebody else do them. But he comes on the air, and I said, we just had, I'm saying, oh, hi, Michael, how are you? And he says, you can call me Michael. And I said, thank you. And I'm like shaking. I'm in Phoenix, and Tempe, he's in Los Angeles, and I'm shaking in the booth, right? And I go, we, we just had Henry Hill on. He goes, oh, that fucking douchebag, that fucking loser. And uh, he went, oh my God. Yeah, it was really funny. He went on and on. Then he's telling, Renegade Nation, then he tells me the story, Franzizi tells me the story about Mr. Gambino in this club that I used to hang out in. I was a DJ and it was oh, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So uh, he said, so uh, Franzizi says, so let me, uh, hey, Richie, let me tell you the fucking story. And I go, all right, all right, tell me the story. He's going to tell me my fucking story. So he, tell, he said, Mr. Gambino went up and he said, uh, play my way, right? I go, yeah, how'd you know that? He says, because I know, I'm going to tell you the rest of the fucking story. Shut your fucking trap. I said, okay. <laughs> So he said, what did he say? He said, he, he rolled, did, he, did he shake your hand? And I said, yeah, he did. He said, what was in the hand after you shook his hand? I said, 500 bucks to play my way. And he goes, yeah, and then what happened next? I said, well, I want to play it next. And he goes, no, it doesn't work that way. He said, you play it now, I just fucking paid you. And I went, uh-oh. So I had a 1,000 people on the dance floor at Renegade Nation. I took the music down and put it on my way. He got up with some bitch and got up on the dance floor all by himself, and everybody surrounded the dance floor as he waltzed around, waltzed around the dance floor to my way. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. they were in prison together. They were in um, the girl and the him. No, or? no, no, him, no, no, no. Gambino and Franzizi were both in prison in California. They were bunkmates, and he said, "You think?" And they think Mr. Gambino is a really, really hardcore gangster, which he was a really scary type of guy. But he said there was an earthquake, and when the earthquake hit, they were bunkmates in in jail, and he uh, Gambino fell out of the um, the um, rack, what? the bed, in a fetal position, screaming, "We're gonna die!" And he was like scared to fucking death. It was really wacko. So Franzizi is the guy who basically started the gasoline deal from Maine to Florida. So every gas station that you pulled into, every gas station that you pulled into Renegade Nation, they fixed the federal excise tax. They jacked it up and they were collecting millions a day. So I said, why don't you do that in California, Mr. uh, Mr. Franzizi? Or uh, can I call you Michael? And he said, call me Michael. I said, how did you do that in, in, uh, in California? He said, we just got involved with the Russian mob. And they did it. They trained them. They were like the trainers. 
Wow. Really oh, yeah, cool. they're, they're big. And I'll tell you what, the Russian mob, they're huge in Denver, but they're really underground. You don't see them, but they, they do exist. Yeah, they, they, they do. So uh, Michael Franzese then got out of the mob and he survived. It was amazing. They wrote a book. I think we had the um, um, the author was from uh, the author who wrote the book on Franzese and Henry Hill was from the Washington Post. I think at that time. That's nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. We called it Mob Day. We had all the mobsters. Yeah, and they were calling. Hey, how you doing, Richie? Hey, this is uh, Tony from uh, fucking Palmyra. How you doing? <laughs> I said, Yeah, I'm doing fine. We were, that's when we were live running Gay Nation back in the day. When you. Were- they're a lot smarter than what they were. They they don't get as caught as much. But I, from what I heard in the last like couple months, Joey Marlino uh, just got out. You know, got out of uh, prison in Texas, opened up a restaurant in Florida, and apparently him and about eight other large crew were all into some shenanigans going on again, and they all got arrested again. Wow. Hey, you know, so you we're know, waiting to see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, Mahai, let me ask you this question: Wasn't Henry Hill involved with the Lutanza heist for the six million bucks when he was in Allenwood? Henry was the one who organized, found out, got the information, was able to to hook up the um, uh, the, the mobs with the insiders inside the airport at John F. Kennedy Airport, and Henry never got a chance to be a part of that. Uh, like they show in the movie, he was in the shower. He said he was doing something else. He was busy one day, but he heard it on the radio that one of the largest robberies heist in U.S. history had just happened that morning, and multi millions of dollars were stolen from Los Angeles. So he and, actually, he actually, Hill. so he actually set up the guys at the airport. Then is that what he did? He was the one that got the intel, set it up, and got the credit. But then everybody started getting real stupid with the money afterward. And uh, and that's when Tommy and, uh, you know, the, the rest of the crew started, you know, everybody's getting whacked. Well, you know, they're just just about a year and a half or two years ago, the three remaining guys who were still alive, they were um, let go. They they found them and then they were going to prosecute them and they let them go. It was on the yeah. news. Well, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people think Tommy is still alive to this day. Henry tells me he's living in Paris. Well, Henry's dead, and, right? Well, Henry, yeah, he died uh, almost three years ago. Three years ago, yeah, I was in Hawaii when he died. Somebody came up on the beach to me and they knew who I was and they said, oh, yeah, I remember that interview with Henry Hill. And I go, yeah, what about it? And he said, oh, he, he died today. I said, he did? What did he die, yeah. of? What did he die of? Do you? I, I don't remember. Yeah, what didn't he die of? I mean, he, was, <laughs> he had stress, he had hernias, he was drinking, he was an alcoholic, he was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that you shouldn't put in your body, he would. He, he put it in. So was it a yeah, car? Was but, it a car accident, or is it because of liquor? No, he just he just his heart gave out. His heart gave out. I remember Renegade Nation. He told me he was a Christian. <laughs> Henry Hill. He was oh a Christian. <laughs> we were talking about the Lutanza heist when you walked out. Yeah, like he was the he was the architect of that inside of the airport with the airport workers. Okay, yeah. So that was fun. well. You know, he was also involved in one of the largest uh, point shaving uh, schemes of college basketball in Boston. Oh, I didn't know oh, about I that. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you Google it, uh, it was one of the largest. Uh, it was the Boston, I can't think of the college. He organized the team to forfeit the game, just point shave and millions of dollars. And um, you can read about that online, too. That's, a, that's wow. another thing he was involved in. I think that was 1978. Wow. Yeah, he was, a, I remember when I interviewed Franzese, he said that uh, Henry Hill was a loser and he'd never make it to the uh, mob because he was a, a what do they call it? He was in a self-made man or something? That's because he was a uh, half Jewish. He was half Jew. That's right. So and he never could get his button. Well, Franzese said he was dyslexic. Was he dyslexic? <laughs> he was. He was more than that. He was bisexual. He was an addict. I mean, 
You know, I, I love the guy to death. You know, you know. Recently, my son was murdered in Phoenix about a year and a half. So sorry ago. about that. Dude. Oh man, he, t- he took in uh, my son as his grandson, and he would walk around town when he was sober. And he'd say, "Yeah, this is my this is my grandson Dallas. Say hello to everybody." And everybody's like, "Holy cow!" They were afraid of us. And oh, here's what we got to tell you. I don't know if I've told you about this, but in Denver, you can Google this if you Google my name um, with the word mafia. The Denver Post has a story where I was going to try and get Henry Hill a restaurant, a good fella-themed restaurant, open up <laughs> in, in Denver. We were going to have people dressed up like real nice suits like the mob. Um, we were going to stage, uh, you know, mob hits in the restaurant while people were eating. Oh my it was going to be really cool. We were going to have every half hour, we'd have the Joe Pesci thing, the scene where, what, am I funny? What, how do you think I'm funny, you know? Yeah, what do you well, think? I'm fucking funny. Fuck you. Yeah, that, that scene was so good in the beginning. You know, when I when I interviewed well, him, just to interrupt, when I interviewed Henry about that, I said, were you surprised at that? He goes, I was shocked when he said, I, I couldn't believe that Joe Pesci went off like that to Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta was like, what the fuck is going on here? Because Joe Pesci was so good at when he when he pulled that. It was ad lib. It was ad lib. Yeah. Oh, that was ad lib. Yeah. In, in fact, Henry Hill said 90 and, and uh, hopefully I'm right here. 98 percent of that movie was true. Yeah, wow. yeah. He says about ninety five, ninety eight percent of the movie was real. So the, when they shot Ray Liotta, I mean uh, um, Joe Pesci, that was true. Then mm, we don't know. Nobody. nobody knows this day because nobody was ever able to find the body. Nobody knows. And Henry swears up and down. He he told me time after time, sober, drunk, whatever. He says Tommy's in in Paris. He says his best friend wouldn't kill him. He needed him to go away. I, you know, it's funny about Tommy because I asked him about Tommy and he, he, he wouldn't say too much or elaborate on Tommy. But I asked him, I said, how many people did you murder, Henry? How many fucking people did you do in? And he goes, I didn't fucking murder anybody. I just dug the fucking holes. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Anyway. So, so I'm, I'm like confused. Who was in the casino, the movie Casino? I mean, who, what was that? Was that part of these guys too? That movie. That was that was Robert De Niro. That was another uh, good movie by. I think it was Nick Scorsese, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah, 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 it, it was. yeah. But what I mean is, wasn't that? Um, weren't those like the same group? No, they were different groups. Oh, that was a different. That, that, no, you had the Colombo mob family and the Gambino, and I think Henry was associated with the Gambinos, right? My high. He was. Uh, he was associated with so many people. Nobody knew what side no, of them. Nobody knew what side. I thought because I thought I asked him in that interview. Maybe I, I. I don't recall. I thought it was the Gambino crime family. I thought well, it could have been the Luchesis. It could have been the Raviolis. The Chef Boyardees. I forget the Chef Boyardees. <laughs> you know he was Jewish, so he could. He's a chameleon. Well, the thing is, with the Jew, <laughs> the Jew thing was that he was. Uh, Franzese said he'd never be a self-made man because a made man because he was half Jewish, and then right. and he said he was, he was dyslexic at the same time, and he was a fucking asshole. Exactly. I even asked. I even asked Franzese once. I said. Michael, if you're if they're coming to get you because he ratted out he ratted out a bunch of people. In fact, I think John John Gotti was involved in all that mess. And he said to me that if it, I said which way would you like to see it coming? Would you rather have your back to the wall or your face to the wall? And he said, No, my back to the wall. I want to see them when they come in. Yeah, I don't blame him. He was hardcore. scared. Oh, he was scared. That man, I'm I'm amazed he lived that long. He was paranoid left and right. Um, you know, like I was telling you earlier, we were going to open up this restaurant. Well, the investor, Jason Dodson, he was a former district attorney in Denver, became investor realtor, gets involved with us. I'm driving back to, Hen- to the house for Henry one day, and I see all these news vehicles in front of Jason's house. I'm going, what the hell's going on? I pull up. The newspaper like, do you know these people? I said, yeah, they're uh, going to invest in a restaurant. Well, like, he says, well, <laughs> the father just murdered the, the, the mother, locked three kids in the office, and then he blew his brains out. And I went, what? 
What? I'm like, Jason Dodson? They're like, yeah. Wow. If you Google my name, Rich, go ahead and Google my name with the word mafia, and I guarantee the first thing it'll pop up, it'll say, yeah, Aurora Cop, couple right by murder-suicide. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so wait, here, here's what happens. He ends up, these, the cops started coming towards me and Henry because they knew we were involved with them. They're thinking, did Henry have something to do with this? So we were being targeted. And I'm like, it was a murder-suicide. And they're like, well, did, did Henry pressure him? Did you pressure him? I go, look, we're pure entertainment. Well, the weirdest freaking thing happens two weeks later. Oh, yeah, I got it. The cop, the investigator, gets murdered on one of the streets in Aurora by some guy who was just on drugs and just happened to ran to walk up to somebody and shoot him in the head. And just, it happened to be the investigator. Wow. I just, I, just, I, I just found it on the Denver Post. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. Wow, I got to get rid of this stupid ad popping up. <clears throat> Renegade Nation, we're going to put this link on here. Yeah, it said a month before a former wise guy, Henry Hill's Goodfellow Restaurant was was open in Denver. The primary investor of the mafia-themed restaurant apparently shot his own wife and himself to death. Wow. Daryl Orr, or Daryl, I'm not going to, agent for the former mobster identified the deceased couple as Jason and Tracy Dotson, 41 and 39. Real estate records confirmed the couple lived at the home at the time. Wow. This this happened when? Uh, 2006. Wow, a lot of shit happened after. Wow. It was yeah, cr- I'm a shit magnet. Wow, I'll tell you. <laughs> you wonder why I get laid so much. Yeah, because you're, you're associated with these people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just tell them, if you don't lay me, I'll whack you. Yeah, I'm like, how's <laughs> that <laughs> whack me? And I go, come here, honey, whack. Yeah, go take a look at this, honey. Anyway. So right on the ass, I'm going to whack you, slap you right on your ass, make you happy. <laughs> I, I remember that interview. It was 2003. Yoko Ono, I think, was 2003 or four, And then Franzizi. And there was a bunch of other people in between all that, some rockers Yeah, and that stuff. was when Yoko had that weird thing where it was a... Uh, what was it? Pictures of John Lennon's mom naked in the art museum or something. Yeah, that's what it was. And I actually, t- Renegade Nation, I actually called Yoko Ono. I, I have her private phone number and I actually called her up and we were talking about the interview and she said to me, don't ever mention John Lennon and do not mention the breakup of the Beatles. And she said, if you do, I'll hang up on you. And she was really nice though. She was sweet and we had her on. But we that interview, Renegade Nation was the first interview in 20 years that she gave out and we got it before Stern, before anybody else. We had that Yeah, interview. they were mad at you guys. And the next day, the next day she got on CNN. I don't remember that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Renegade had her first, and uh, CNN had her. She but became yeah, a she, uh, You know, it's funny, because my father was a drummer for a group called B-Bumble and the Stingers back in the 60s. They played in England. They were from Stillwater, Oklahoma. And the Beatles used to open for my father's band. Wow. wow. Isn't that amazing? You have and a lot of history Pete there. Best, uh, Pete Best, I think he was a drummer, right? Yeah, Pete Best, time. right. Pete Best... Uh, they did the song, I think it was Get Back. Pete Best asked my father, who was a drummer, what did you think of this beat? And my dad said, why don't you change it up a little bit and do it this way? So he did, and that's how it got recorded. And that's how everybody hears it today was the way my dad suggested he play the drum for that song. Wow, that's a, that's a great part of rock and roll history. I remember, uh, Mahai, back in 1999, I think it was 99, I met Billy Preston, who played the keyboards on Get Back. Wow! Yeah, and now you're going back. Now you're I'm going, going back yeah, my time. Yeah, I'm going way back. He, uh, we were in Santa Monica to see uh, Soul, um, Sam and Dave, Soul Man, and all that. Oh, yeah. And then when I went, when we went there, he said, he, uh, Sam said to me, "Hey, say you asshole." He said, "I got a surprise for you." And I said, "Well, what is it?" And he wouldn't tell me. And then all of a sudden, during the concert and at the Santa Monica Pier, here comes Billy Preston on keyboards, and the whole I fucking place went crazy. Him. And then after the concert, I was talking to Billy Preston, and I said, "Where the fuck have you been, Billy?" He goes, "I was in prison." <laughs> 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 he, he was. Uh, they done 
brought him, they did him in for insurance fraud. He had no money. And I looked at that as these fucking record companies and these New York banksters, Mile High and Sammy. How oh, yeah. in the fuck did this guy become broke? So he told me that Paul McCartney asked him to join the band and they all agreed that Billy no, would be the- He's f- dead, man. He died in a car accident, remember? <laughs> who? Oh yeah, Paul McCartney died. Paul in a, McCartney. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, who talks about that is uh, the real Don Steele. We have him on Sky Pilot Radio. Mm-hmm. They talk about all that stuff that uh, Paul McCartney was killed in a car accident and all this bullshit. Well, it's been big news in the last week. Everybody's been bringing it back up, and and I haven't Elton seen John that. says it's full of crap. And that's Ringo, full, that's Ringo full of crap. Brought it up. In fact, I know Paul McCartney's cousin, and I met her back in 1999 in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. I met Ringo all those people. Star came out this past week or last week and started the shenanigans back up again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that because. I um, uh, the real Don Steele talked about it on Sky Pilot, but that was taped years ago. So I don't know why this is coming back up about Paul McCartney. I didn't even see anything. No, I haven't seen anything either. Ringo, where, where have you seen Ringo's that? looking for something. He's looking for money. He's looking for money. Well, yeah, I, just I, Google it. Ringo Starr talks about how, how Paul McCartney, uh, we had a contest to find a stunt double after Paul, the real Paul McCartney was killed in an accident. Oh, that, that's what that's what the real Don Steele was talking about a long time ago. The official site, yep. here it is. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I thought I saw something on Facebook about this, but I thought it was all bullshit. Yeah, I saw it just recently. Uh, Ringer Star talks. Paul oh, you McCart- know what it is? It's because they're talking about it because uh, uh, Facebook is getting sick of people posting false stories, and oh, bad things are now happening. That's a false and story. That, and that story came up again. And now Facebook has moderators or something that are going to go through. You can file a complaint and say this is a bullshit story. They'll check into it and then delete it. Well, we have it on The Real Don Steele when he actually talks about, and it was way back in the 60s that he was killed. That that, that he was dead. And that's very untrue because he's been around for a long time, Mr. McCartney been around for a long time oh, anyway uh, okay on that note renegade nation what a great um, getting back to uh, the past shooting and the shooting shit. the shit and talking about mobsters and musicians and billy preston and paul mccartney and you know, yoko ono and ecstasy and sex and what a great show man. i'm gonna give my dog no, we, could, we could go on man you know i mean look at all the people i worked for in branson missouri i worked for wayne newton personally willie nelson uh let's see johnny cash i met um, in fact, I was the last paramedic with my friend, Kenny Van Horn, who worked on Conway Twitty when he died on his bus. Wow. Wow. I was the guy doing the uh, compressions, and Kenny was bagging him. And we thought he'd had a myocardial infraction, a heart attack. It didn't. And uh, he'd hemorrhaged, so I basically popped him dry. And I had no clue at the time. I was young. I didn't know who Conway Twitty was. Yeah, that was probably before your time. He was that was way before my. I, I knew who he was. He was in country because yeah. I was in radio. I knew. Yeah, who my was. grandfather was in that shit. But anyway, hey, family, I'm sorry. I'm starting to see that. I think Richie's so old now that it, even if he tries to get laid, he's gonna have to turn the girl upside down and just drop it in. Actually, I'll tell you right now, he's so old when he farts, he farts dust. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, on that note, Renegade Nation, we're gonna get out of here because they're gonna come after me. Yes, I know we it, are. I, I know it right now. We're gonna go. So we got Mile High guy. He's gonna be a regular on the show with us. Um, yeah, Christy Minx, who knows? I don't know what's going on with her. She's going to be here or not. She supposedly is going She's to be here. She's with the violent penis uh, man. Talking about all of the past and all the people that we've interviewed, it's just good to reminisce all this yeah. stuff out. Really cool. So, Mile High, thank you. Again, Sammy, thank you. You bet. Renegade Nation, enjoy the show. I hope you did because it's a lot of great stuff that we did over the years. And uh, we're going to come back stronger and harder. And more juicier. And more juicier than ever. So we're out of here. Viva right. Las Vegas. Vegas.